The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. You have to bring me along. I am not. Seriously. <laughs> You're I've such a liability. You have I'm not a liability. No, I've never actually been All right, on I'm one. I'm saying that as if it's display. I've only been on one, and it was for like a friend's birthday. Yeah, but it but seems yeah. like something you would do. But I mean, look, I would make great company. I could also entertain along the way. I mean, I could ho- give me a microphone. Let me host something on it. That I can earn my keep with that. And then we'll go that there. That is actually and then not I'll sit a there, terrible I'll be like, idea. Well, okay. And then uh, I can swirl things and I can spit it back out. I mean, I think it's going to be really I fun. Think you, do you spit it back out? I, I don't think, think you, you do. Spit it back That's out. what you're supposed to do. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have lots to talk about today. I do want to say thank you to everybody who joins the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club. Oh, we are so grateful for you. Thank Yay! you, everybody. The Supporters Club is six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. You can uh, subscribe. You get access to the archives. You get secret shows. hidden. Yeah. Secret hidden content. Secret hidden gems. Which it kind of is. I mean, if you think about it, like, we do talk about a lot of weird stuff before and after the show that uh, not everybody gets to hear. Right. And those will all get cut up and then put onto uh, bonus tracks in the archives. And thank you, everybody who does that. And then, of course, you do get your Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club uh, pin. So you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash supports. I want to give Greg a big round of applause right now, just real quick. Greg is working, no exaggeration, 16-hour workdays. Yes. At least. And he's been doing this for like at least like for the past three weeks. So I just want to say you are hanging on to your to your mental wellness as well as you possibly can. And yeah. you need to you need to figure something out because you absolutely are going to go bonkers at some point if you keep going like this. Yeah, but I like everything I'm doing. I know. And you're doing a great job. But I'm really kind of concerned about you. Nobody should be working 16 hours a day, like sleeping for and then probably like what the other four hours. I don't even know what you'd be doing. That's probably like eating and going to the this bathroom. show. Yeah, and this show. <laughs> yep. Uh, one hour I like that you show. didn't put that into your work. That makes me happy. No, no, this is my mental uh, well-being. This is my mental uh, time. Off. I think that is the um, nicest thing you've ever said to me. You know, and it's also work too. But you know, at the same time, uh, anyway, it's, fun it's fine. Yeah, it, it's fine. Um, no, anyway, I just want to say, like, I'm very proud of you and how how well you're holding up because I know how hard and you know how hard you're working, and how many hours you are. You're doing great, bud. Woo. Um. Anyway, join the supporters club. That'd be cool. All right. Let's talk about what Sarah is going to be doing this weekend because you have some exciting things on the docket, Sarah. What I'm is it that you're going to be doing? And so I need to come okay. early. So All tell right. us what what is you're already complaining about. <laughs> what time is this thing? Nine thirty a.m. Oh on a God. Saturday. Nine thirty a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday. Oh no! All right. Well, what is this? Horrible, horrible thing that you have to do at that uh, wretched time in the morning. It is not. I mean, I'm surprised anybody's up. Wretched. I'm surprised anybody's up at. I'm just surprised it's this early. All right, so people get up that early on weekends. I I think so. Oh, stop it. (laughs) Um, So of course you know uh, intermittently I am I work uh, as a cater waiter, which means um, I work for a company that is um, like acquired by other like parties and like hotels and restaurants and things where we go and we like kind of staff the event and like you bartend and serve food, blah 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 blah. So I've been doing this for a few years now. What in case somebody didn't you didn't know what a cater waiter was? I absolutely didn't know what it was. So I am a um, I am that term is made up by the way. I think a lot of people don't know what that term is. I know. If you want to see similar to what I do, uh, watch the short-lived but very hilarious show Party Down. 
That's basically what I do. So is it really like, but you go I don't have locations? to wear a bow tie. I don't have to wear a bow tie, but it's everything else is pretty damn similar. It's that accurate. I have a uniform. Party Down was a really great Party show. Down it was didn't a last great very show. long. I think it was two seasons, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott is Adam in Scott, it. Adam Scott, Lizzie guy. Kaplan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny, funny show. Just about these people who go and cater these different fancy events and celebrity events, and they have all these guest And that's stars. kind of like what it is. I mean, because there yeah. are celebrity events that I work. I mean, lots of times, you know. Um, all different kinds of like government officials, uh, sports people, uh, you know, I sports people, party. sports people, uh, musicians. Can you name some of the people that you've worked with for this? I don't, I don't know. I mean, not off the top of my head. I haven't really put together a list. Oh, OK. Because at that point, you're just like they're just a client. Who cares? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, I'm so sweaty and gross. And, you know, and they have their like, you know, arm candy, like beautiful lady date. And like they're like flawless. And you just feel like a monster half of the time. OK. All right. Yeah. OK. So, my be- this, this is my beautiful lady date. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, hi, you want another martini? Um, <laughs> when I'm so entertaining my lady friends. So my catering uh, place that I work for, uh, we've actually received some accolades because we have, um, we're pretty well respected in the in the, in the cater waiter catering community? community. Okay. Yes. And um, are there rival cater waiters? Oh yeah, it's like what's that story, them? man? Like you encounter like other cater like. Like you can, there's like a secret symbol that you do for cater waiters. Is there like a one thing you could say to someone where to flesh out, you know, whether or not they're a cater waiter? Like, what would you say? Oh man, what is it when you say you're going around uh, corners? Uh, corner. Oh, that's it. Just it. Yeah. You just yell corner. Yeah, you just go corner. Corner. And you just say it as if you don't like any corner. Just it corner. just comes out of your face. You don't uh-huh. even think about it. Just like corner. So that's how you would you would know somebody works in some kind of a. Um, service. no, that's like rest. That's service industry specifically mm. catering. Um, I guess I would have to see if they knew what the BEO was. What is that? I'm not going to tell you. Tell me what it is. No, no, because I want to go. What's a BEO? Let me get, um, body evidence optimization. That no, is know. exactly <laughs> it. And you said you didn't work in catering. I don't like know. What someone, is BEO? Um, like if someone Bring says something. extra, uh, Offer if someone onions. says something like B and B's all day, B and B's, B and B's all day, mm-hmm. bring. I don't know. Edward's saying, I know. I, I think, and Greg, I do work. It's uh, easy. I do work for and with a, a few hotels as well. So Eddie, Eddie would know what I'm talking bring about. Bring me beers, B and B. That's again nailed it. Knocked it right nailed out of the park. Nailed it. Okay, what is it? Tell, yes, tell me for real. It's it's banquet event order. Oh, banquet event order? Yeah, so it's the BEO. Oh, okay. So they're like, hey, just take a look at the BEO. That's not that many... easy to come up to. Banquet is not something I, I... Like, event order, I could say, I could probably think of, but banquet's not what I would think of for that. Mm-hmm. Because I would think banquet means, like, a you know, a food thing. Well, it is a food thing and a drink thing. It depends on, like, what banquet... Because a lot of um, the event spaces and everything are called, like, banquet halls. Okay, and yeah, so that's that why makes sense. Yeah, so, like, in... You know, if you go to a Where's a the BEO? Party, yeah. Okay, so that's Let a good term. Let me take a look at the BEO. That's a good term for me to know. BEO, and then the other one was BMB? BMP? Yes. OPP. What is it? What is it? It's OPP. It's OPP. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. So um, so in the catering company that I work for, we've been, uh, I guess, uh, we're part of a larger company, and our particular little, like, ragtag misfit group has made a significant amount of money for the bigger company. Okay. I guess we've done very, very well. Like, um, Huh. Yeah. 
Um, and so we're being rewarded by my boss, who is going to take us all for an impromptu wine tasting tour this weekend, which I'm kind of a excited. A wine tasting tour. So they're covering the wine tastings, the transportation, everything. And they're going to say, I don't know where we're going. It just says wine tasting. You're probably going down near where I grew up. Oh, really? Yeah. That's that's yeah. wine country now. Yeah, because I've, no, I've only it done it once. Specifically where I grew up didn't used to be, but now it's surrounded by wineries. And then there's a bunch in like Yamhill County is probably. Yamhill County and then down to Polk County is probably where you're I'm going. I'm kind of nervous. So it's my entire. Marion County, yeah. There's about. I'm just going to name counties for a bit. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. So there's about eight of us on the staff. Maybe ten. Yeah, eight or ten of us. And uh, so they're covering the cost for all of us, and we're going to ride down there to wherever that is. So are you riding in like a limo or something? I don't, I don't think we're riding in a limo. But I don't know if it's a shuttle bus or what we're doing. Like I've, I've, because I mean, I, I know will... a lot of people do go on wine tours, and it's, it's a very common thing here. Personally, I've just never been on one. I have been on a wine tour once like ten years ago. What did you do? Um, just we carpooled out there. Cause, well, and... That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, no, well, somebody, like, the person, it was for somebody's birthday, and so, like, there were DDs. Okay. So there were designated drivers for, like, the group. So we didn't go out in a, in a van thing. But, yeah, you just kind of take little sips of wine and then, like— Walk me through how it works. All right. I, so the last one I went to, you go there, and they have, like, if you get, like, a wine sample, then you get, like, six different samples or something. But it's, like, the teeniest, tiniest little bit of wine. Okay. And then— all I remember is just being like. So then you sit there and like pretend to be like, oh, mm, the flavors. Yeah. So you like you sniff mm, it and you swish it and you the like, bouquet. You have to taste the bouquet and you also like make sure that you the bouquet of flowers or flavors. Yeah. And you also have to mix the air with the wine when you're drinking it. So you do like, you like you know, slurp the whole like. And then that way it aerates it a little bit so it releases. So you got to do like the sipping noise. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know if you spit it out or not. I have no idea. Yeah, then you're I mean, I'm not going to spit out. that shit out. If I'm getting I mean, then, free wine, no way. No, they give you a bucket and you like, and you mm. spit it out because you're supposed to enjoy the flavoring. Okay, so you do that. So you you walk up with everybody. Right, Trina and, said she's also done a wine mm. tasting really early in the morning before. Well, maybe that's when they just do them. I so don't know. It's just like the classy time. Apparently. Well, I mean, wine's, well, it takes a little while to get out there, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried. I, I'm nervous, too, because I haven't ever been with... Any of the people that I've worked, I mean, we work together all really well, and they're all great. I, I love working with them, but we've uh-huh. never been like are in these a other together. wine drinkers? Now, do you have to buy bottles of wine? Because you go to the winery, like those are very know, fancy like, occasions. I know. Is he just like buying us the sips of wine, and then we have to like pay for our own wine? I don't know. Okay, this is very interesting. I'm also already thinking about bringing purse wine. You can bring your own wine. Don't get caught bringing your own, like, box of wine and, like, filling it up at the... Oh, Sarah. Just put it in a water bottle. This isn't a movie theater on 82nd. Come on. Come Don't on. You're going to a check fancy, my movie theater. You're going to a fancy place. And I think you need a little bit of class, which is why I think I should probably come oh, along on this. Boy. To help class up the situation. How would you class up? Because I know how to handle myself in those things. You don't. You've never been on one. But, I mean, I think I, I understand the clientele. Like, I understand, you know, the, how it works. I mean, as you are getting fancier at your digital trends job, I mean, you have personal shoppers and a personal hairstylist. Well, I mean, it's... it's you well, are getting a little something more like elite. That. Um, yes. Uh, and I'm not talking about that on there. But, but yes, I think that because I, uh, I think I could actually be a benefit to you on this trip. So I could walk in there... And all you have to do is, you know, exude confidence. Like, I know what I'm doing. Be like, yes, I'll take the, 
Um, one of the uh, Merlots, please, and one of the uh, Syrah. That's a word I'd know. That's a wine word. El Syrah. It's a wine word. And uh, and, and let me get the Pinot Grigio. And uh, we'll try one of these. Like, why do you these. prefer a Pinot Grigio to a Chardonnay? Well, really, the greenery that is used to oh, accent no. the light angles of the Pacific Northwest are really quite different than the angles that you get in California. Nobody says angles. Some. And, uh, well, people who know wine talk about the angles. And so with that, the bouquet and the richness of the soils adds in an extra special um, je ne sais quoi when you come to the... You got to throw in terms like that. And then and then it adds to the, you know, like a green grapey flavor that kind of comes through. It's like a to green To the Pinot flavor. Grigio? Aren't those green grapes? Oh, boy. It's like white wine, right? Yeah. It's a crisp, light-bodied yes. white wine. It's a crisp, light-bodied How does Chardonnay describe this? Chardonnay is a much more... It has one word that's like usually associated sweet. with it. No. Chardonnay is sweet, isn't it? No. Oh, which one's the sweet one? What's Chardonnay? Chardonnay. Well, Chardonnay is actually from a French region. Uh, France is a country in Sauvignon Europe. Sauvignon Blanc is the sweeter one. It's, um, oh, my God. I know wine. Blanc. No, I thought it was like the Rieslings. Yes, Rieslings. That's another word. They're very it sweet. It is the Rieslings. I was messing with you. Mm-hmm. Chardonnay is oaky. Char- oh, it's oaky? Chardonnay is oaky. Well, maybe you know more. Maybe you could tell me. Yeah. Because So you're going to go on this, so since you know so much about wine. Well, see, what really, I have found out, cater waitering, though, is that nobody really knows about wine, except for a select few people who are always assholes. Sommeliers. Yeah, no, I'm not saying, no, I'm talking about like rich people. No, I was just, just proud like, of myself oh, that I, I knew that word, sommelier. Yeah. No, because most people, sommelier. a lot of people don't quite know exactly what they're asking for. Yeah, but then I want the one that's the one grapey flavored. Like, oh, this is disgusting. This is like the worst Pinot I'm like, dude, I didn't make it. Like, why are you being so mean to me? I don't know. <laughs> oh, people will get mad at you? Yeah. They're like, oh, this as a wine connoisseur, this is, oh, this is a filthy one. Let me ask you this. Do you- and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, you know what, you're... Uh, your boss was the one that ordered this particular bottle of wine. So if you have a problem, oh, with that's it, always funny at catering, catered events. I think no matter what it is, it's just the people that get mad about what the selection is. Yeah, like, and or if it's you like think a, anybody here selected that, like whoever's paying for it, they're the ones that selected. Yeah, or that. if they if there's an open bar, if they're like drink tickets and they have like one free drink, they have to pay for it. Like, oh, why do I have to pay for it? Like I'm personally pocketing the money. <laughs> I'm like, uh, that's your boss, man. <laughs> like, if you have any issues, you go take it up bring with it the up boss. With them. Yeah. Not me. All right. Uh, so, I feel like I do need to wear something very wine. This country-y. is what I was going to say. You have to dress up. Do I, I don't have anything flowy. Um, I Can I wear my f- leopard print fuzzy jacket? Oh, yes. No, these are classy people. That makes me look super classy. No, that makes. And I can no. wear like bobbles. I can wear all kinds of rings. Bobbles are good. Platform shoes, a dress. You don't need platform shoes. Oh, I'm going to wear all of that. that you need a good. sun hat, is what you need because you're going out. I wine tasting, you need hat. a very large sun hat. I do have, I have mine from the Kentucky Derby. And you do have your, your sunglasses you can wear, but then you have to talk about your sophisticated palette. And I think the general thing is if you're going for that kind of look. Okay, let me just, I'm not tricking any of my coworkers. Nobody thinks that, I don't think any of us have sophisticated palettes. You want to trick the other people there. I, I mean, don't really you, care about the other people. I just you want, want free wine? Way. Yeah, but You think they're going to give you free wine right now? And I'm saying this as somebody also who would be in the same position. Like, do you do you look like somebody who's going to buy like 19 cases of wine? I don't know. Do I? 
No. I mean, and neither do I. That's not disparaging. It's just, come on. Neither of us are giving off the look of, oh, that's a big money item. Right? That's a Yee-haw. that's a big buyer. Yeah. No, yeah, you're talking about you're talking about bringing your cardboard box of wine. You know what else I'm gonna have to do? No, you have to trick them into thinking you're gonna buy cases, and that way they give you keep on giving you free wine. All right, but can't I bring like little teeny boxes of like white wine and red wine, and then when they give me the sample, I can just keep refilling it and pretend like my sample's bottomless? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just loving this sample. I'm just, I just had I've had one sample of this wine. That's all that I've well, had. I told you that before an event <laughs> at an event years and years and years ago. Or the wine was like $15 a glass. Uh-huh. Or my friend and I brought wine flasks. And then you order one glass of wine at $15. And then you just, then we just keep refilling it. I don't know why. Because you have the cup. And I bought the, I spent my $15. I spent like the $100 on the ticket. I'm like, all right, I've given you enough money. Now it's, now it's wine flask time. <laughs> and so it doesn't look suspect. Because, I mean, you have the cup that you already purchased. And then you just happen to just keeps refilling itself. But see, okay, I mean, that's one way to go about it. That's you, if you want to game the system. So you can game the system that way. Bring your your purse wine and just keep really... I'm sure they've never seen that happen before. I'm sure the people working there would have just be, oh, I didn't even think anybody would do something like that. Like, because they're trying to sell wine. Or you can play it the other way and act like you're ready to buy, like, well, I don't know what I'm going to buy today, but probably at least three or four cases for the wine cellar and, like, keep dropping off those hints. I am not doing that. And then they'll be like, oh, then they'll pay more attention to you, and then you'll get some I don't want them wine. to pay attention to me. I want them to pay less attention to me while I'm refilling my own wine. But why don't you get the free wine? You want to get the free because wine. Because all they do, because how these people do it, is they only give you like a splash of free wine. Whereas I yeah. give myself more than a splash of free wine. Well, okay, then we're going to have two opposite strategies going here. You can be there with your purse wine. I'm going to keep on dropping hints like I'm going to buy something. I'm not actually going to buy anything. But I'll keep on dropping hints like, oh, boy, well, the wine cellar is getting a little bit up. Uh, uh, barren right now. I probably need to fill it back up with some good wine today. And I'll keep on saying things like that. And then they'll overhear me. And they'll be like, oh, well, sir, you should try this wine. And they'll keep on giving me more and more uh, more and more wine. Well, good luck with that. Because they'll think that I'm going to buy something. Well, I mean, and then at one point I'll tease. I'll like bring out my credit card and I'll set it on the on the counter, but I won't say anything about it. So they're like, oh, he's getting ready to buy. And like, fill up his wine, get him more wine. And then I'll just slowly so put it back in my, off. And then I'll slowly put it back into my pocket. Like, oh, sorry, it's time to go. And then we'll leave. You are absolutely not coming. Why not? That is, and you better not try to ask David if you can. You I bought it, but Sarah, come no. on. Come on. Let me go. It'll be lots of fun. No. I can entertain. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll get some more wine. It's really some questions in the chat. Uh, let's see. Keelan says, whatever you scam to try to make something appear as it's not, people see right through you. I love the thousands of game the systems ideas that FVR has that are 100% 1000% transparent. See, I'm just um, who I am. I'm not trying to pretend to be anybody. Well, yeah, Vicky says, why is Greg wanting to impress people who'll never see again? Because, I mean, A, you know, I need the approval. And then also, it's on top of that, I want to get the free wine. I want to get the free wine. I want to see what that's, you know, what people live like. Well, the thing is, I'm, the thing that I'm mostly excited about this too is like all my coworkers are like partiers. Yeah, they all drink, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a How sober. How long is this tour? <laughs> it's till like three in the afternoon. You're going from nine thirty to three on a drinking tour with. Coworkers. I think we we'll probably get there from like it's probably like eleven to two or something, right? So to be there at nine thirty, we we'll probably leave at ten. Maybe it takes an hour to get down there. Is there are there going to be drinks on the limo or whatever you're riding in? Like, are you talking about purse wine? Because yes, that's yes, purse wine. 
Well, I am working today, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take an assessment of my coworkers to see who's bringing the purse wine. Courtney says, Greg, why don't you try this hard to impress us? I mean, that I th- is a fair point, Courtney. Well, what do you, do you want me to be sophisticated? What do you want me to be? Yeah, well, yes. It, it, what do I do? I don't even know how to do it. I don't know what to do. Do I be an NPR host? Is that what it would impress you? Yes, do I need to tone it down a notch? So impressive. Well, yes. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. My name is Greg. It's lovely to be here today. Okay, I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm, Sarah, I'm impressing people. Oh, okay, sorry. I myself. I was so impressed I wasn't paying attention. Went on a wine tour over this last weekend. I'd like to tell you about some of the wines that I tried. I had a Riesling. It's a white wine. It's a very sweet tart to the taste. On top of that, I had a Sauvignon Blanc. Wait, Sauvignon Blanc. And that was a very delicious uh, reddish wine that they had. No. It's made of grapes. No. And then uh, after that, I had a little bit of a Merlot is what the... Uh, some people call it it's Merlot, actually. You don't pronounce the it's a Merle with an O. And uh, then uh, that one was a, a little bit of an oaky flavor in that it's I'm not even aged try to in an you. oak barrel with various fruits and flowers and bugs that get in there and kind of soil up the, the, the wine with the feet that mash the grapes. And, and it provides a very refreshing flavor. I also... No. <laughs> I think what I was most surprised... Well, maybe it will be busy on a Saturday. I don't I think I went on a weekday last time. I think it's just going to be a whole bunch of like old, rich people restocking exactly their wine cellars. Exactly. That's why you got to blend in. That's why you need me there to blend in with the old, rich people. <gasps> I love like and our whole like, caravan of like crazy cater waiter people are just going to be like, Hey, y'all, where's our free wine? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem like... I mean, that sounds like a very nice thing that you're. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't fit. It doesn't seem like you've it met fits my coworkers. With some, like, some, with some of what's going on there, um, but all right. It fits with none of us, none of us except for my actual bosses. Like they're both like very dapper gentlemen. Like they're wine people, and then the oh. rest of us are all like. <laughs> The rest of us are dive bar, okay? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's, it so, I mean, I don't know what they were. I'm, I'm very, I think it's a very sweet gesture, but I don't know what the hell he was thinking. That's the wrong crew. Seriously, I suggested the brew cycle thing. Yeah, that seems like it's that's up your alley. That's exactly, that's our people. I'm like, hey, why don't we do a brew cycle tour and we can go to a few bars and then just, yeah. you know, and then ride around. Yeah, that's, that's fun. A, yeah, and that sounded nice, but nope, we're going to a winery. <laughs> And you don't even know what wineries you're going to. No, I was looking at the invitation. It says wineries to be determined. Wow. So I don't know. Well, let me go. No. Invite invite me on. It'll be fun. I'll entertain people. It says they're finalizing the details and will confirm ASAP. There's there's no more details. All right. Well, anyway, that's what you're doing over this weekend. And I'm going to go along with it. I am going to go along, Sarah. Just hire me on. Have your friend hire me on. I mean, he's our friend, but I, I don't know if I can say his name. But have him bring me on for the day. Hire oh, me for God, the day. No, what? Hire you for the day where, where you I'll don't host. get. I'll host it. Oh, you're be, you embarrass me. Oh, I would be a wonderful host on one of these tours. I've often thought about that. There's this guy who I've does. I've often uh, thought about that. There's this guy who does. I've been seeing his commercials. He's this dude who takes people to Italy. And they do like the tours over there. 
And he's like, come with me on my tour to Italy. We'll go to Sardinia and we'll go to Rome. It's uh, my favorite places in Italy. Follow me and book your tour now. And he's in like, this suit. And then he's got a, this video of like all these old people who are drinking wine. They're like, I've had the best time on his tours. They're amazing. I don't know if I would have ever come here without him. And then I could do one of those tours and then people will pay me. Wait, where's your tour? That's my Italian tours. I'm going to rival this guy. Where did that even come from? I was talking about being a tour leader. Oh my god! Being a host. All right, let's let's move away from this. Um, I'm gonna figure out that guy's name. I'm trying to remember what his name is. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, Greg, We're stop looking him. You don't need to look him up right this second, Greg. Stay with me, Greg. We're doing a show right Maybe now. Maybe somebody can help me out and find him. No, you can Google it later. All right. Headline reads: Police. Had to lock up angry raccoons who were drunk on crabapple hooch until they sobered up over the past weekend. Drunk angry raccoons? That drunk, doesn't sound like a good idea for on, anybody. Drunk rotting crab apples. <laughs> so reports of rabid raccoons terrorizing a West Virginia neighborhood turned out to be exaggerated because the raccoons did not have rabies. In fact, they had simply found fermented crab apples. Drunk raccoons. That's a Got nightmare. drunk on them and were running around angrily in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine raccoons would be, like, kind drunks. They're cute, though. Oh, yeah, but they're mean. They're vicious little fuckers. Aww. I know a lot of mean drunks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, raccoons, like, you know that, right? Raccoons are mean. I know, they do in their claws, I know. Oh, yeah, they're I smart, know. they're mean, and they have, like, little razor teeth. This is in Milton, West Virginia. The police department said they had calls on suspected rabid uh, raccoons multiple times over a couple days. So they found the raccoons turned out that they were just drunk on crab apples. So police had to haul in two drunk raccoons. <laughs> and they said catching them was a community effort because they were being combative. <laughs> um, well, after the animals sobered up, the, the officers released them into the woods unharmed. <laughs> uh, it also gives a word of advice. Do not approach raccoons that are acting unusual and uh, call the authorities just in case the creatures do in fact have rabies and are not just drunk. We used to have two that uh, lived underneath the porch when I first moved to Portland when I was living with Nate and Gavin and there were these two that were living on there but one of them was really weird and he'd come out during the daytime. Like I, I don't know if he was sick or what but I don't think so but he would come out and he'd like walk up out of the porch and just stare at you. Yeah, aren't they not supposed Nate to do that? Nate reached over and like almost pet him one time. We had Stripe and Ghostface; those were their names. I I named them, and so we had. Uh, they lived underneath our porch. You've got to get your a handle on your hours because you're losing it, man. That's my story about raccoons. Stripe and Ghostface. All right, since That's the world's going to hell in a handbasket, let's uh, listen to some stories that make people happy. Okay. Well, one man in particular, an Idaho man, is now in the Guinness Book of World Records for eating the most corn with a toothpick. The most corn with a toothpick? That's a thing. So this uh, strange man named David Rush, who's from Idaho. Why would you want to do that? Sounds so tedious. He went to Illinois, decided to visit a library there, and broke a Guinness World Record for eating... 241 corn kernels with a toothpick in three minutes. You can make a record out of anything. Do you just, is it just one piece of corn per... It's one corn per kernel. Stabbing? Per stabbing? Per stabbing. So you can't like line them up like a skewer. You can just go boom, 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 boom. 
You know, it doesn't specify. Because I feel like you could get a lot more done that way. All right, well, but if you're wasting the time from stabbing to mouth, well, I guess he just uh, he just apparently sets his uh, world records in libraries because this one. So he just said this in an Illinois library. David Rush uh, previously set his record at the Oak Brook Public Library. All right, so this is this is his deal. This is his his thing that he does. <gasps> All right, no, no, no. So, All right, so the library is where it is. So apparently, same library, different record. So last year, he set a record. When he balanced a pool cue on his forehead for one hour, three minutes, and 14 seconds. Huh. Then he came back to the same library where he attempted the corn kernel record. Can you just the randomly... The pool cue pick- sounds harder than the the corn eating. Yeah, because that's the stick, right? What? Where, what do you think it is? I don't know. The pool cue. I am just going to cut out a video of you, that thinking face that you just did right now. That's going to be a new gift for this show. A what? A, a gift for this show. A gift for this show. I am going to make that happen. I don't know. What is it? Let me mark that time. Is it the blue thing? Yeah. Yes, it's the blue thing. Mm-hmm. The blue, the square thing? Sure. No, I mean, tell me what it is. I'm gonna let you let you determine this. Greg, just tell me. Yeah, it's the stick. I told you, Dick. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, Russia's third attempt at a record because he successfully broke it. Uh, so he hit 241 kernels oh, in three boy. minutes, which is breaking his previous record of 236 in three minutes. All right, he does I skewer. could do this. He does skewer. Then I could do it. Oh, I could easily. 336 in three David minutes. David Rush. And he can skewer? Listen to the ego on Does this he picking guy. them off the corn, or are they already like. They're on the corn. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Will you let me get through the story? For the love of God. Um, David Rush, who is not suffering any self esteem issues, says, It's a ridiculous talent that I have. I practice skewering a lot to prepare along with the size of the plate, spreading out the corn, and the best toothpicks to use. <laughs> It's a ridiculous talent that I have. Yes. Uh, David Rush goes on to person. say he's broken a total of 83 Guinness it's World Records. It's a ridiculous talent that I have. Yes. Wow. Uh, he does go on to try and inspire the children. says, a lot of kids don't think they're any good at math or science. The idea is you can get better at that if you believe. Okay, wow, this is. Not rambling. He's trying to talk to the kids. If you believe in something and work hard at it, you can get better at anything. Like stabbing corn cobs with toothpicks. Does he do like inspirational speeches at schools? I hope so. I hope so. God, I wish somebody like that would have come to uh, come to my school back growing up. Like, if they could have told me, you know, you can be somebody by using a toothpick to stab corn and eat it real fast. Did you have interpretive dancers? Yeah. At your assemblies. We had a whole group that Do would come. Do kids still get that? I don't know. Remember, we've talked about this before. I know. About starting our own kids' uh, presentation group with song and dance numbers. Because, I mean, yeah. we had one that was a group that would come. They came a couple of times, and they did a whole spin on, your future's so bright, you got to wear shades. And they, you know, there's that they're dancing across the stage. And then, like, the cool guy would put on the shades, like, future's so bright, got to wear shades. And then he put on the shades, like, all theatrically 
And they talk about, hey, kids, you know what? Sometimes you can get really down here at school. You know what? Homework again. But you know what? That homework's going to help you move forward later on in life. Do you want me to keep going with that? Yeah, I want to hear more. (laughs) I want to hear more inspiration. Homework is what makes your dreams work. Because here's how it all happens. Right now, you put in all this hard work. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer sometimes. But you know what? It's going to pay off. Because when you do the homework. Yeah, no, I don't know. There, it's going to circle back to Brad's dream work. But anyway. Future, right, got to wear shades. Got yeah, stuck. Was, yeah, I got stuck good. in a loop. Well, I, I clearly I finished it, and then you made me keep on going. The skit was done. Well, I think if you're going to be paid to what be do you inspirational do? I do school. skits for... for for middle schoolers, but they only. Are about, more about you. If you do skits for middle schoolers, please write us. I want to know. They're only about fifteen seconds long, and then I just loop them. Yep. <laughs> Got to do your homework to make your dreams work. Oh no. That's a pretty good spin. Oh no. And then I'll get sued by DreamWorks. But I'll say no. It's Did dreams you work, not dream work. Dreams okay. work. Yeah, there's a lawsuit coming there. Have one more story okay. about a lady wedding crasher. Now, a I lady wedding crasher. A lady wedding crasher. Well, a lady wedding crasher was arrested this past Sunday evening after barging onto the dance floor while a bride and groom were having what they call their last dance. What is a last dance? They is were that having something? their last dance. All right, so let me just let me fill you in on what happened. Right? I know so what a this first is, dance is. Yeah. So Christine Chandler, this is the lovely um, female wedding crasher, forty-six years old. Uh, she went into, it's called the Treasure Island Club, of course it's in Florida, around ten p.m. on Sunday. That was then the uh, when the uninvited Chandler, who lived across the street from the club. <laughs> Entered through a gate on the side of the building. I love that. So she just lives across the street. She's like, what's all the commotion over there? I'm going to go over there and hang out. (laughs) What's going on over here? What are you all up to? Well, once inside, uh, which I guess was easy for her to do, Chandler, uh, quote, proceeded to enter the dance floor and begin dancing. I mean, I know like a last dance where it's like, was everybody dancing? I don't know. It doesn't say, but it says the last, because I know there's a first dance. Yeah, the last dance is just... You know, everybody's everybody dancing. Drunk and, yeah, like, why would it matter if she was there? Aren't the bride and groom gone by then? Usually, they're yeah. yeah. All right, so, so I guess Chandler was out there like dancing the night away by herself while the who bride cares? and groom it's the last dance. were having their last dance. So guests asked Chandler to leave and gently guided her toward the exit. Well, Chandler did not like being guided toward the exit. After they got her out of the door, she returned. And came back to the middle of the dance floor and started dancing again. I mean, at that point, who cares? It's the end of the night. Yeah, the dance floor was filled with wedding guests. Uh, Chandler was again escorted to the exit, where she was this time encountered by police. Well, witnesses told cops that Chandler was belligerent and was causing a scene. Chandler said, when asked to leave the property, I'm not fucking going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) In another life, if things went the wrong way... I could see this being, if things have taken a, taken a bad turn for you at some point. Wait, what? Me? Yeah. Okay, that'll do, pig. 
I said if things had taken a bad, a horrible turn, turn and I'm a, life. I live across from a club called Treasure Island, and I'm a 46 year old woman right, who's breaking right, in. All right, and all right, dancing. all right. Well, charged with disorderly conduct. I mean, I would think that this is almost a funny story. For like the wedding couple, like it's like, hey, do you remember that drunk, crazy lady who came in at the end? Of our that's wedding? what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's not going the way you want it, Greg. Don't don't say anymore. While charged with disorderly conduct and misdemeanor, Chandler was released from jail Monday afternoon, posting her $150 bond. Oh, she does have quite the rap sheet, including numerous arrests, uh, battery theft, trespassing, disorderly conduct, disorderly intoxication, burglary, and resisting arrest. And I believe she's single. So if you find yourself uh, near Treasure Island, somewhere in Florida, look up Lady Christine Chandler. There you go. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Yeah, if they went horribly, horribly wrong, Greg. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, we have two birthdays that we need to get out. What? First birthday is going to go, it's one from actually last week that we didn't get to because Justin wrote in and asked us to say happy birthday to Verity. 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 Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Verity. Sorry it's so late. You get to celebrate all week, right, Greg? Mm, extra day. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And also all the way down from Canada. Or I guess we're going up to Canada yeah, for the it, birthday. Up, yeah, I know. Up we're sitting up. We're sitting the birthday up there. It would be him coming down here. Anyway, happy birthday, Dwayne! Dwayne, happy happy birthday, buddy! And Sebastian did write in, so you know. And did somebody named Greg forget? No, it's it's today. I'm hitting. I'm, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> we're hitting it, it on the nose. Yeah, it's on the nose. All right. Well, happy birthday! Happy birthday Dwayne. to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you. How about that last story Courtney says, well, we all know that Greg would be the one crashing the wedding. Mm, yeah, but I would be quiet about it. I'd sneak around. You wouldn't be the life of the party? I wouldn't be the life of the party, no. I'd be the mysterious gentleman in the corner. You wouldn't be doing your future so Let me come on your wine. Let me let me let me Let me come on your wine. I want to go on your wine tour. <laughs> All right. I think that's about it for today. Okay, yeah, I have to get to work. But uh, tomorrow we- morning, about 10.15, we'll be joined by David Keckner. David Keckner. David Keckner will be here on the show tomorrow morning, and I should be here on time uh, for that interview. So, David Keckner, we're really excited to have him in for uh, Helium Comedy Club. And he'll be joining us right here live on Fun Employment Radio. Oops, I started playing the wrong thing. No. Don't mind me. I'm a rose lot. Did you see? Did you see the doctor in me? That was for you, Greg. I knew it would make you happy. Yep. Uh, David Keckner will be here in studio. In studio. In living color. Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really appreciate it. That was good, Greg. And thanks for downloading the podcast, wherever you get those. Tune in to see me live at 2.30 p.m. Pacific Ooh, this afternoon. What are you guys going to be talking about today? We're talking about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Talking about Waymo launching autonomous vehicles. Autonomous, like an autonomous ride-sharing service. That it's going to be happening like in no Phoenix. no drivers? Yeah. In Phoenix, you're going to be able to order one. Aren't people worried about people humping in the driverless cars? We're actually going to be talking about that. Uh-huh. 
I read something about that. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna have brothels on wheels. All right, we'll be discussing. On, um, that's a future lifetime movie. I mean, it's inevitable it's going to happen. Brothel on Wheels. Oh, yes. yes. It's going to happen. I would watch the shit out of that. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We really, like I said, really do appreciate it. Download the show. Share the show across your social media platforms. That would be wonderful. And hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review. Give Greg a mental hug because he's doing doing it all. Doing it all. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will uh, be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye. Bye-bye.